Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Greenest state in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett Don't miss this timeless Disney classic from Walt Disney Home Video. Look for the Now on video cassette, one of Disney's all-time animated favorites, The Jungle Book. It's the unforgettable story of the boy who was raised by wolves, befriended by a bear, only to end up in the wildest adventure of all. It's a tale filled with excitement, surprises, danger, and fun. Walt Disney's classic, The Jungle Book. Welcome, everyone, to a Jungle-tastic episode of Be Kind, Rewind, and I've already got Kyra laughing. <laughs> this is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I, of course, am Dan, and as I mentioned, we have Kyra online with us. What up, what up? And we are breaking down the October 18th, 1967 classic, The Jungle Book, not the one that had... John Favreau's paws all over it, for lack of a better term. No, no, we are going back to the original Baloo, the original Mowgli, the original Shere Khan, the original animated version, which I can say that I have watched this several times prior to this week, so I may not remember any of the details of it, but it was something that whenever it was on, like, Wonderful World of Disney, or Saturday Night Disney Movies, or whatever it was called, that year, I would watch it. Of course, it was only 78 minutes, so that probably had something to play into it, because I had a very early bedtime growing up. Which, I still have a very early bedtime, but that's because I'm old. <laughs> so, Kyra, you've never seen this movie before, have you? That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, okay, so I, it came out in 67. I was born in 83. It's literally been something I've watched for my whole life. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. Okay. It's just when I sat down to watch it, to talk about it, um, It's it's been a little while mm -hmm. since I've actually watched the whole movie. But it's it's one that I almost would know front and back. Except that it's just been a little while since I watched it before now. So is was this one more or less watched than Sword in the Stone? Um Or did I just put you on the spot? I don't know really. I'm like I know we had both on VHS when I was growing up, so they might be equal. I don't think I um have this like as memorized as I do Sword in the Stone, but mm -hmm. I just, it's, it's just always been there, and I'll always come back to it. Kids, for those of you at home who do not know what a VHS is, <laughs> it was a big, bulky thing that you put into a machine, and it played a movie on your TV, and 
Sometimes it got jammed, and when that happened, you lost the entire movie. My oldest daughter, we still had a VCR when she was really small. Um, and so, like, we we had a bunch of VHS when she was little, and mm-hmm. she just called them big movies. Because by then, you know, I'd started to transition to DVDs and things. And, mm-hmm. and so she knew what those were, and then she would call the others big movies. Oh, that's cute. Cute. <clears throat> okay. So, Jungle Book. Yes, Jungle Book. One of the original big movies. <laughs> yes. It did only $13 million in the initial box office, which in today's money is $110 million. But when we were researching this, and this is all care of Wikipedia, so we know it has to be true, it said it made an estimated... $141 million in lifetime gross, which was estimated to be $671 million in equivalent in 2018, which makes it the 32nd highest grossing movie in the U.S. and Canada. Now, to put that in perspective, of course, we know the biggest box office movie of all times as of this recording was Avengers at Endgame, or was it Avatar? It was one of those two, because I think they re-released Avatar for like one day, just so Avatar could retake the lead, and it made like two gazillion dollars. That's cheating. Yes, but then (laughs) Endgame did the same thing. They re-released it for like one more day, so that way they could take the lead back. Mm -hmm. The top three are Avatar, Endgame, and Titanic, so... Of, of which two of those we will be covering on this show. I will not tell you which two they are, but I will tell you that my heart will not go on for one of them. <laughs> are we really going to talk about that? What? Any of those. Yes. Avatar is a Disney film now. Oh, okay. So I have to watch it. Of course, Alien is technically a Disney film. So the mm-hmm. queen is actually a Disney princess. You just gave me an idea for a podcast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, make sure that I'm the first guest so that way we can blow people's minds together. Oh, you overestimate my motivation to do things. But anyways, yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me on track. So yeah. Um, both of us have watched this movie numerous times. It's not a, it's not hard to see why this is a favorite for both of us. All right. So the synopsis comes to us care of Wikipedia, and it goes a little something like this. Mowgli, a young orphan boy, is found in a basket in the deep jungles of India by Bagheera, a black panther who promptly takes him to Rashka, the mother wolf who has just had cubs. She and her mate, Rama, raise him along with their own cubs, and after ten years, Mowgli becomes well acquainted with jungle life and plays with his wolf siblings. Bagheera is pleased with how happy Mowgli is now, but also worries that Mowgli must eventually return to his own kind. One night, the wolf pack parents meet at Council Rock, having learned that Shere Khan, a man-eating Bengal tiger, has returned to the pack's part of the jungle. Pack leader Akila decides that Mowgli must leave the jungle for his own safety. Bagheera volunteers to escort him to the man village. 
They leave that very night, but Mowgli is determined to stay in the jungle. He and Bagheera rest in a tree for the night where Ka, a hungry Indian python, tries to devour Mowgli, but Bagheera intervenes. The next morning, Mowgli tries to join the elephant patrol, led by Colonel Hathi and his wife Winifred. Bagheera finds Mowgli, but after a fight, decides to leave Mowgli on his own. Mowgli soon meets up with the laid-back, fun-loving sloth bear Baloo, who promises to raise Mowgli and never take him to the man village. Shortly thereafter, a group of monkeys kidnap Mowgli and take him to their leader, King Louis the Orangutan. King Louis offers to help Mowgli stay in the village, or excuse me, stay in the jungle, if you will just tell Louis how to make fire, like other humans. However, since he was not raised by humans, Mowgli does not know how to make fire. Bagheera and Baloo arrive to rescue Mowgli, and in the ensuing chaos, King Louis' palace is demolished to rubble. Bagheera speaks to Baloo that night and convinces him that a jungle will never be safe for Mowgli, with Shere Khan around. In the morning, Mowgli, excuse me, Baloo, Reluctantly explains to Mowgli that a man village is best for him, but Mowgli accuses him of breaking his promise and runs away. As Baloo sets off in search of Mowgli, Bagheera rallies the help of Hathi and his patrol. However, Shere Khan himself, who was eavesdropping on Bagheera and Hathi's conversation, is now determined to hunt and kill Mowgli himself. Meanwhile, Mowgli encounters Ka once again who again attempts to eat him after hypnotizing him to sleep. But he wakes up and escapes thanks to the unwitting intervention of the suspicious Shere Khan. As a storm gathers, a depressed Mowgli encounters a group of friendly vultures who accept Mowgli as a fellow outcast. Shere Khan appears shortly after, scaring off the vultures and confronting Mowgli. Baloo rushes to the rescue and tries to keep Shere Khan away from Mowgli, but is nearly killed. When lightning strikes a nearby tree and sets it ablaze, the vultures swoop in to distract Shere Khan, while Mowgli grabs a large framing, flaming branch and ties it to the tiger's tail. Shere Khan, who is terrified of, tire, of fire, panics and runs away. Bagheera and Baloo take Mowgli to the edge of the man village, but Mowgli is still hesitant to go there. However, his mind abruptly changes when he is smitten by a young, beautiful girl named Shanti, from the village who is coming down to the riverside to fetch water. After noticing Mowgli, she accidentally drops her water pot. Mowgli retrieves it for her and follows her into the man village. After Mowgli shrugs to Baloo and Bagheera to show that he has made up his mind and chosen to go to, go to the man village, Baloo and Bagheera decide to head home, content that Mowgli is safe and happy with his own kind. The End so, the movie actually starts with a content warning. Yep. Which, I don't know, and maybe you can direct me, why was why did this one have a content warning on it? Um, okay. So, I think I mentioned this in another episode. Like, as soon as I see that, I hit pause, because I want to look into it first, um, so that I know what I'm looking for. And, um, for this one... There were a couple of different things. Um, King Louis and the other monkeys were um, written in a way, um, 
one of the things I read said that it was intentional that they portrayed negative depictions of black people and black culture, um, which I can see like yeah. watching that, um, especially uh, King Louis is, um, I don't know. I, I can't quite find the words, but he's, you know, it's, it's troubling. Um, and I think they tried to maybe do the right thing. Um, one of the things I read said that they really wanted Louis Armstrong to be King Louis, mm-hmm. but um, they saw the problem with casting a black man to voice um, a character that is a orangutan. So um, to their credit, they wanted to avoid that. Um, good for them. However, they hired a, a white Italian American jazz singer oh God. to to portray King Louis, which would be great, except that he's still written intentionally, um, kind of mocking blacks and like the culture and all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, they, I don't know. It, it makes me sad that like they caught themselves about to make a mistake, but then they kind of made it worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, those things are equally bad. So I don't, I want to give them credit for, for catching it initially, but then they just let a white guy do it, which is pretty bad too. Yeah. So um, it, it could have been a lot worse, but they kind of put the brakes on and went a different way and made it worse by doing it the way that they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it's one of those things like there's really not a right way, I think, to do that. Okay. It's, yeah. So that's the content warning. Okay. Which, once again, you seem to be on all the – well, since you're the co-host, you're going to be on a lot of episodes, but <laughs> – it seems like since you've come on, like how many content warnings have we had? So many. <laughs> and like I'm I'm kinda glad like in this episode and then the last one that you say that oh there it hits us with a content warning first because I like I told you um we were talking the other day, I feel like I'm the content warning lady. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh hey, it's there. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyra, content warning, Hawkins. Ding <laughs> All right. So this, this of course, is based on Rudyard Kipling's Mowgli stories. Why can I not pronounce that name tonight? Mowgli. Mowgli. Who was called the Man Cub by just about everybody in the movie. That kind of caught me off guard because I thought they would actually be calling him Mowgli. Or, but everybody's like, no, the Man Cub. The Man Cub. Yes. So we had... And once again, I I apologize to the people at home listening, but I go um, stream of consciousness when I'm taking notes on this. We had Bagheera. Bagheera was the was the um, panther, right? Yes. I actually found it kind of sweet that when they were starting out, and they were up in a tree, he actually wrapped his tail around Mowgli that first night. So I was like, oh, he actually does care, but then he's still going to kick him out and make him go join his pack. Uh, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to uh, point out that the voice of Bagheera 
<laughs> is um, also the voice of the narrator of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Sebastian Cabot. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't understand the elephant parts of this movie. What was the point in them? Now, now that I'm starting to look at the movie with a critical eye instead of a fan-based sit down and enjoy the movie, why would you have a pack of elephants and they're all military? Um, I kind of think like Mowgli's trying to find a place where he can fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't want him to stay in the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't want to go to the man village. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like he's like, he's run away from Bagheera and he's just like trying to find a place to belong. Um, there's a funny, this is kind of dumb um, and a bit of a tangent and I'm sorry, but like, I forgot about this until I was watching the movie this week, but um when the elephants are marching through initially and then um, the colonel like goes, like has them line up to do inspections mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the line, there's one that he like criticizes his hair and like kind of whips it up and lops it off with a stick. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot about all about this until I watched it. But, um, Oh, I was so young, probably like five or six. Uh, I had to have been about six. And so my brother was two or three and um, we were playing Jungle Book. And <laughs> I, I think I think I know where this is going. Um, it's totally innocent. I was I remember like his, his hair, my brother's hair at the time was like kind of floofy. And um, I made the same comment that he does in the movie. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he says, but like he calls out the haircut and then cuts it himself. Well, I called out the haircut like in the movie. And then, you know, we moved along. I thought nothing more of it. Um, sometime within the next few minutes, my brother cut his own hair um, right in the middle. I don't think my mom even knows that we were playing and that maybe I said something about his hair, but that was definitely um, a contributing factor in my brother cutting the front part of his hair down to the scalp and oh pretty gosh. much having to have his head shaved. See, you took it in a totally different direction than I thought it was going to go. I thought I thought you were about to say, and then that was when I grabbed the kitchen scissors mm-hmm. and cut it myself. No, my brother did it himself. Um, my mo- I'm pretty sure my mom will never listen to this, so I feel comfortable sharing <laughs> here with you and everyone else who listens. Hey, um, we are in a safe space. Yeah, I mean, it was 30 plus years ago, but still... Statute of limitations are gone. You're fine. <laughs> His hair grew back, right? Of course. Okay. Yes. But um, I don't know. This is just funny. It's just part of this movie being part of my childhood, I guess. Okay. Well, now now that you're saying that, it, it makes sense because, I mean, Mowgli couldn't be a wolf. He tries to be an elephant. Of course, that ends tragically. He gets mm-hmm. kicked out of the, their pack. And then he meets the greatest character in the movie, the great Baloo, who teaches him how to fight like a bear. I love Baloo. I don't I don't care what you got to say. 
Baloo makes made this movie for me, and he made the 2016 live action version for me. Just because, I mean, the 2016 is pretty much a shot for shot remake of this one, and we'll cover it probably in five or six years when we get to the live action remakes of all the wonderful Disney classics that they decided to desiccate and have new people do the voices. <sighs> so, but Baloo taught Mowgli how to fight like a bear, so obviously Mowgli thinks that he's going to end up in Baloo's camp, and you never see another actual bear, so Baloo is the only bear in the jungle, and I've never thought about that until tonight. I It's sweet how quickly Baloo is like just takes on this role as like the fun dad mm-hmm. um, where like Bagheera is kind of like this like they're not obviously they're not a family unit but in their mm-hmm. way like kind of found family Bagheera is like the more strict rule following um, parent I guess for lack of a better word mm-hmm. where Baloo's like I'm just the fun dad yeah And that was pretty much put on display when he starts singing about the bare necessities. I mean, I would have loved to have hung out with Baloo back in the day. Simply because when he's teaching him how to fight like a bear, as you know, I'm a wrestling fan. And I'm watching my way through old WCW wrestling um, matches. Baloo actually does a Ric Flair flop, which... When Mowgli hits him, he takes a step and then goes straight down. That is Ric Flair from 1984 to 2017 when he retired. He did that once a match. And it would be on, like, the weirdest hit. He would just go butt over tea kettle and go straight down. And I'm like, okay, there's the Ric Flair flop. So... (laughs) I loved it, and somehow I had never noticed that in the other times that I had actually watched it, and I think it's because of my recent starting over on old wrestling things on Peacock. That's funny. I never would have put that together. Yeah. But I, it's, uh, it's cute. Like He's like, he wants Mowgli to think that he's doing good. Yeah, but since you said Bagheera is the strict dead and Baloo is the... Fun dad. Of course, Bagheera has no faith at all in Baloo. So he's watching him, and and so this is where King Louie shows up, which is played by Louis Prima. Mm-hmm. And Louis's whole reason for wanting Mowgli in the and his family is so that way he can get fire. And I mean, I get it. But if you get fire, I don't think you know how to play with it. Not, not that that's what you're going to do, but if you've never dealt with fire, you would probably end up burning down the whole forest, which, spoiler alert, they end up burning down the entire jungle. For those of you who have never watched this movie, and it's 55 years of watching it, or of it being around. Um, But somehow, Blue gets... Mowgli back from Louie after knocking down the entire temple, which 
that is what that was, right? It was a temple that he was pretty much living in? Yeah. So I want to back up. Okay. Because you just confused me because I don't remember them burning the jungle down. Well, the it was there was a lightning strike that actually, oh. but I mean the lightning set the place on fire, and Louis had wanted fire the entire time. So okay, I'm with you now. I was confused. I was like, wait a second, they never started fire because Mowgli didn't know how to make it. Oh, yeah. I you, you jumped ahead and then okay. we jumped back. Okay, All I'm good. Right. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's 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 late. My brain's words not. Good work. <laughs> Mine either. That's why I was confused. Like, wait a second. I don't remember that part. So if anyone that is listening understands what's going on, please write us at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. Please. <laughs> yes. um, anyways, where were we? Oh, why does King Louis want fire? Um, to be like humans. But yes. it, of course it doesn't ever really tell us what he plans to do with it. He just wants fire. We'll look back in the notes or in the. Bear with me. This is great audio. Patrol, jump bones. Yeah, because Louis offers, and this is straight once again from Wikipedia. Louis offers to let to help Mowgli stay in the jungle if you will tell Louis how to make fire, just like other humans. Okay. So these, so that's Louis's only reason for wanting. Mowgli to stay and pretty much I got a feeling that after if Mowgli could have shown him how we would have had a totally different movie and yeah. it would not have been the happy go happy movie that we end up with right so the lyrics of the song I want to be like you um basically he seems to think oh uh he says I've reached the top and had to stop so, like, he can't go any higher than he's already got. The next level is to become a human. Mm -hmm. And he seems to think that if he has fire, he'll be like the other men. Mm -hmm. So, here we go. So. so Good luck we, with that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, temple down. So, anyway, Baloo knocks down the temple, gets Mowgli back. Mowgli falls asleep, and Baloo wraps Mowgli in banana leaves. I thought that was actually a very, it was another sweet and caring spot in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, whereas Bagheera probably wrapped the, wrapped the tail around Mowgli because he didn't want him falling out of a tree because he'd never really been up in a tree, I don't think. And Baloo was concerned about him not staying warm overnight because... Obviously, it gets cold in the jungle. Yeah. Baloo has a good heart. He just doesn't seem to know right away what's really best. And so we move on, and um, Mowgli runs off, and everybody starts looking around for him because they've heard that Shere Khan is coming into town. Well, yeah, he's back the, jungle. In the jungle. <laughs> and Winifred, the general's general elephant's wife stands up for Mowgli and I mean you don't expect animals well obviously you don't expect animals to be kind if you if they don't know you right but I mean an elephant never forgets and so she's trying to make sure that even though he was only a part of their pack for that one song for five minutes yeah yes for five <laughs> minutes she wants to make sure that he's 
taken care of and gets back to where he needs to be. Yeah. And meanwhile, Mowgli is falling in with Ka, the snake. And Ka is not the smartest snake in the jungle because he falls for the same trick twice with Mowgli. And I would have thought that after he shame you fool me once shame on me fool me or however that saying goes it depends on if you want the actual saying or the way that george w bush said it which i still quote to this day okay well give us the george w um it's like uh fool me once shame on me fool me twice fool me can't get fooled again (laughs) Yes, okay, so... Okay, anyway. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, Ka gets... Ka gets pulled down out of the tree, and he's tied up in a knot. And I don't think we see Ka anymore for the rest of the movie, after he's been beat up twice by Mowgli after being pulled out of the tree the same way. Yeah, I don't think we do. Um, I do want to point out that Ka... Um, is voiced by the same actor who is Winnie the Pooh. I wasn't, I was trying to figure out where I had heard the voice. And I was like, that voice sounds very familiar. And yes, it is Sterling Holloway who played Winnie the Pooh. He also played the Cheshire Cat. He played the adult flower in Bambi. And he played Mr. Stork in Dumbo. So, I mean, he was, I mean, that's like 20 plus years of being a voice actor. And if you look at the picture of him, he kind of looks like Ka. <laughs> I should have done that. I didn't. Um, but, yeah, I like Ka. Like, he's just, he thinks he's so smart and he uses his, like, powers of hypnosis to great comedic effects. Yeah. But he's really just a dum-dum. Yes. Um, and I like I like the sound effects that they use, um, mm-hmm. where he's like an accordion and then kind of creaks as he unwinds himself. Yes. And I honestly would like to know how he ended up tied in a bow both times, because that's not when he falls. You don't. You would think you would have been tied in a knot, not in a bow. If he got tangled up, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, it's animation. I don't know. It's cute either way. So Mowgli ends up going into the vulture territory. And this is where we meet the vulture beetles. I was going to point that out that I read they were intentionally designed and voiced to be like the beetles, Hmm. which is really fun. Okay. So we... Shere Khan shows up, scares off the beetles, for lack of a better term, and Baloo shows back up, and we have the knockdown dragout fight, which no one was expecting, and we actually have a line from, or a verse from the Bible that gets quoted in, greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. Yeah, and, I, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the reference, but I was mm-hmm. like, I know, I know that. John fifteen thirteen. Yes. And it's actually, it's, it's reassuring that even 30 years into Disney, they're still 
trying to put biblical references in, even if it's just thrown in like that when, I mean, Baloo pretty much could have died. But, I mean, it's a Disney movie, and it's not a Disney movie until somebody's parent dies. Right. Well, um, I have a couple thoughts there. So, like, I know that there are a lot of people who don't, um, who are just, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in Jesus. They're not Mm -hmm. Christians. It's not their thing. That's cool. But you can't argue with, like, the stuff like that in the Bible that is, um, like, good for anybody, whether you believe or not. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just true. Greater love hath none than this. So it's, I don't know. I like that they, it's just the kind of morality lessons that are hidden in mm-hmm. different things. I just, I liked, I like that. Um, and uh, I kind of thought, like, the fake out Baloo death. Um, it's like that counts as a trope, doesn't it? Where like you think the character's dead, but they're really not. Yeah. Um, but I do like that he's like listening to Bagheera, like kind of eulogize him, and he's like, "Yeah, that sounds pretty good." I wish my mom was here to hear this. Yeah. So Bagheera, Baloo, and Mowgli, of course decide that because Shere Khan's back in the jungle, it's time for Mowgli to move on and leave the jungle. And it hit me at this point in the movie because he, they go down to the river and the cute little girl comes down. How old do you think Mowgli is? I don't think it's ever said anywhere... Or did it? Actually, it does in the beginning. Um, he finds him as an infant, and then he says the rains have come and gone ten times or something like that. Okay. So you could guess about ten years. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, I don't, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, so I definitely can't remember what it was like when I was ten years old. But I don't think I was noticing girls like... Mowgli kind of did after he got the little girl dropped the water bucket and runs and he runs after her to get her the bucket. So like uh, my daughter is 11 and as far as I can tell, like there's a little bit of like that cutesy elementary like crushes happening, but not quite like how they play it in this movie. Um, I was thinking about that because I was like, I don't know about that. But it also kind of seems like the little girl is a little older. Um, And they give her, like, those kind of sultry eyes, which I didn't really care for. Like, they (laughs) could have done without that. Um, But I also realized, like, she's the first human he's ever seen. Yeah. So, um, I, like, I don't know if he would instantly feel, like, infatuation but he does, I guess, kind of start out, like, curious. And then mm-hmm. he's like, oh, hey. But he <laughs> doesn't really know the difference, you would think, between boys and girls or whatever yet. But I don't know. I guess we're probably not supposed to question it. Yes, yeah, so it's a Disney movie. We don't question things like that, I guess. So um, I think Baloo delivers the second best line of the movie when he says, girls ain't nothing but trouble. Mm-hmm. Which 
I believe the Fresh Prince also said in a 1990s rap song of the same day. <laughs> well, Will Smith is canceled now, so <laughs> that doesn't matter anymore. But is the Fresh Prince canceled? Oh, uh, I mean, the TV character, maybe not, but I don't know. I, I tried <laughs> to make a joke and now I can't, like, I can't keep it going. <laughs> okay. All right. Um... One little thing that I noticed pretty much wrapping up the movie, when the girl, I think she takes down her um, her hood from her cape, her ribbon falls out. Oh, yeah. I think she pulls the ribbon out herself. But I'm, somehow, I'm wrong. somehow it ends up back in her hair when oh, she's yeah. walking back off. Huh. And unless I didn't notice it, and she was being flirtatious and putting it back in, which is totally possible, because it was a late night when I think I finished this movie. Yeah. Um, but, oh, go ahead. No, I was I was going to say, and then, I, then of course, Mowgli is Twitter-pated, and we all lived happily ever after the end of the movie. Yeah, he, like, goes into the man village, and Baloo's like, hey, no, 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 come back. He's It's cute how he's like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he does... Um, they take like five seconds to be sad, and oh, we're really gonna miss him. Right, uh, let's go. And then, all right, let's go party. And they sing Bare Necessities again. So, I mean, I think I said this while while this was recording. I pretty much started. I put my notes down and just enjoyed the movie, which is not. I mean, it's good, but if you're trying to take an analytical and a methodical and a critical eye you kind of forget that you're also enjoying the movie and that's why i had like eight lines of notes for the entire hour and 20 minute yeah i also did not take many notes um Mm -hmm. i mean usually i can fill up several pages in a notebook (laughs) um i i realized maybe i could be typing these but i i don't know i like to write them out so um but no i had like Maybe half a page total um, for this whole movie because it's like, oh, I'm just going to watch this one and enjoy it like mm-hmm. I always have and just write down a few thoughts here and there. Yeah, well, the reason why I have to type is because I've got chicken scratch for handwriting. I probably <laughs> should have been a doctor, but couldn't hack the biology, so it is what it is. Maybe in another life, after Blue leaps in. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have any other notes on this beloved classic that I pretty much just ripped to shreds? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, no, just that actually, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Uh, I was like, what, what, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that whole exchange is so cute. And then, then they come back to it. Okay. Now what do we do? Don't start that again. Oh yeah. The, the bales. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I I thought I thought you were asking me what do I want to do. I was like, and then I was like, oh yeah. I was hoping you would catch on. We'd just go back and forth. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? It's cute. I I like that part. Um, I I actually had forgotten all about the vultures being in the movie until it got it got there. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, and see, it it it's been years since I saw it, so there are parts that are a little bit more profound than others and 
the vultures kind of didn't make the cut on the original. Yeah. You retain the important parts. Yes. Like Louis wanted fire. Yep. And he got his fire, but at what cost? So now that he had the fire, what was he going to do with it? I always think, like, Mowgli's just going to, like, grow up and be terrible like all the other humans and, like, kill, like, hunt animals and, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, are you sure you want to take him in there? It's like, you know what he's going to turn into, but you're not supposed to think about that. Yeah, because I think in the live-action remake, the there is a hunter that comes out into the woods instead of... And I could be just totally misremembering this, but I want to say that there was a hunter that actually came into the woods and that was what actually started the fire because he kicks over a fire that is actually um, in the woods. Okay. See, I haven't seen that one yet. I just, I just never made time for it, but I probably will before too long now. Um, Well, hey, you've got several years before we get to it, so. Sweet. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I always, like, I didn't think this as a kid, of course, but now I'm like, oh man, Shere Khan might have been right. Yeah. Um, we're not supposed to say that, but. Well, I mean, kids grow up and they do what they see other people do. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that, but I mean, and for those of you who are still with us who haven't canceled me because of my not understanding the elephants. I loved this movie. Please don't get me wrong. This is this is still one of my favorites, even though I broke it down and was trying to figure things out. And so, don't cancel me. Never. Don't hate me. Well, if you hate me, write us. Let us know what what I'm wrong about. Um, do you have any more of your half page of notes that we did not cover? Nope. All right. I'm ready for your questions. All right. Well, the first question, what is today's impact on the movie? Uh, okay. (laughs) I don't know if there's a right way to do King Louis. Like, didn't they? I'm, I'm getting ready to look up to see who actually played him in the 2016. Was it Christopher Walken? I think it was. Was it Christopher Walken? But like, they probably took the, like problematic stuff out. Like I said, I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing. Well, I mean, the movie I think was a complete shot for shot remake. Let me did look it have for the music? Uh, yes, it did. Oh. Um, I'm trying to look. Yes, Christopher Walken was King Louie. Okay, so I mean, they would they'd have to do that. I mean, I how can we have this conversation knowing that they already redid it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, like, if they were, let's say that 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 movie wasn't made a few years ago, like they would have to completely change it so that you know you don't have white actors intentionally um, portraying monkeys as black people. It hurts to even say that. Mm-hmm. Like it just it hurts my heart. Um, and then like portraying them as like foolish and criminal and like all of that is gross. I'm guessing that they didn't keep that stuff. Um, I hope they didn't. Well, I mean it from what I'm looking at, it looks like Christopher Walken based his role on Colonel Kurtz 
from Apocalypse Now. Huh. I've not seen that either. Well, it's not a Disney movie, so we don't have to worry about watching that one. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they changed him from a orangutan to a, a Gigantopithecus, which is a type of Borean, Bornean orangutan. Oh, okay. I remember reading now, like, orangutans are not even native to India. Yes. And then um, I think I saw, like, that they made the Christopher Walken King Louis as, like, some kind of ancient, like, gigantic thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's cool so, then. So they, they did better, maybe. I'm glad. Um, we'll see if we feel that way in five years when we actually get to the movie and sit down and just start crying. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all I have for today's impact. Okay. Um, is this mirrored in culture? Well, they remade the movie, so Mm -hmm. it's there. I mean, everybody knows Spare Necessities. Yes. I mean, you can't, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 55 years. Yeah. I'm assuming... In which case, how are you listening to this podcast? They came out just to get an iPhone just to listen to it. Um... And for that, we thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, send us some money as well as Apple. <laughs> uh, I could, we could add, uh, like, our cash app tag to the end of this. I'm just kidding. Um, no, she's not, folks. We're going to do that. <laughs> uh, I kid, I kid. I've, I've not been to Disney, any Disney parks, um, but I'm assuming that it's, like, they're in there. Yeah, I think I think it's actually in Adventureland. I think you hear the the music somewhere in there. And if Icky were here, he would be able to tell us yay, nay. No, actually, it's over in Toy Story Land or something crazy. So, Icky, you can send us an email at bekindrewinddmv <laughs> yes. at gmail dot com. Yes, yes. you're listening, sir. All right. Um, how does it fit into today's society? Ooh, I actually got through it that time. First time in 95 episodes. Oh, where do we even start? I mean, this movie is a classic. It's a favorite for people of all ages. You don't... Nobody normally has too many bad things to say about it, with the exception of what we did at the beginning of the breakdown. So... I mean, I I didn't see anything like in the. It's not like I do a whole lot of research, um, but you know, like I do a quick Google and read a little bit here and there about the movies that we watch, and I didn't really see anything else that anyone had a problem with besides. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, so I mean, and the fact that when they remade it, they looks like they did change the mannerisms which now that i know that i'm gonna to have to be watching out for that when we do sit down and cry over it in five years or six years or we may just skip it and move on to aladdin starring the aforementioned canceled fresh prince of bel-air yeah but that was a pretty good remake i never imagine i never watched that oh it's it's not bad I, my girls and i liked it so but we're we're here to talk about something else <laughs> yes, yes. We, we we are actually... That's for another day. Yes. Somewhere in the not-too-distant future. All right. Well, 
Um, we have been talking for probably an hour about a movie that is an hour and 20 minutes long. So I think we sufficiently broken this one down, built it back up, rebuilt that temple for, for, um, King Louis. So next week's assignment, it is a doozy. I'm not going to lie. It is the two hour and 49 minute farewell to Walt Disney himself. It was his final movie that he had any part in. It was The Happiest Millionaire. It is, of course, on Disney Plus, or else we wouldn't be covering it, because we have jumped over some that I thought were on Disney Plus, only to find out later on that they weren't. So we are almost through the 60s with this. And we are also almost up to episode 100. So I am going to throw this out to our faithful listeners. What do you want to talk about? We want to hear from you. What has been your favorite movie that we've covered thus far? What's the movie that you were sorry that we did cover? I could think of a few that we have gone over, especially since Kyra joined the group. Yeah. Those Callaways. If anyone wants us to rewatch that, I will have a word with the manager. Okay, Karen. But yes, send us emails, be kind rewind dmp at gmail dot com or drop a comment on Icky's YouTube channel as you're listening to this, so that way we can sit down and actually put it aside for the hundredth episode, which is coming up barely very soon. Um but we're not at a hundred yet. We still have several more to go. So until we speak again Stay safe, stay hungry, and stay out of King Louis' temple. (laughs) Y'all have a good time. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Hey, Flaps. What are we going to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I've got it. Let's flap over the east side of the jungle. They've always got a bit of action, a bit of a swinging scene, all right? Ah, come off it. Things are right and dead all over. You mean you wish they were? (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Okay. So what we're going to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Look, Flaps, first I say what we're going to do. Then you say, I don't know, what do you want to do? Then I say, what we're going to do? You say, what you want to do? What we're going to do? What you want? Let's do something. Okay. What do you want to do? Blimey. There you go again. The same notes again. I've got it. This time, I've really got it. So you've got it. So what we're going to do?